Sorry. Hey, hello there. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Or have I failed to press the microphone? Did you get the memo about being being below the camera and, and sort of dominating over the camera? Still looking up your hello? nose. I'm, I'm definitely looking up your nose now. The audience are going to hate this stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've actually got I've got my computer on um on four books. How's that? Look, this way it looks like I've got hair. It does. You've, it, it, that's an interesting. Is, is that a is that a COVID hairdo that you've got there? It is. Yes. Right. Okay. There was something in the memo about distracting backgrounds, wasn't there? Yes, I think it said you should have some. Oh right. Okay. Is that to give interest to the to the topic of conversation? Uh, it's to make something interesting out of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Brampton. And my name is Julian Hope. Welcome to Veterinary Ramblings. Hey, Mike. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Have you had a busy day? I've had a very busy day, actually, yes. None of it really, uh, really productive, but uh, yes, I've had a busy day. And I've had such a busy day, I am actually going to make myself a drink. I've got a drink here laid out for me, so I'm going to... Just having a sip of my tea. Yeah, you have a sip of your tea. That looks like a, a, a very strong tea. See, here we go. Yes, okay. Mm, I'm not sure that is actually tea, but um, here we go. So what I thought I'd do tonight, you're going to have a gin and tonic. I'm having, I'm having a gin and uh, Russian. Oh, and it's very easy. You get gin, you put it into a glass, you open this tin, and you put it in. It's made in about three seconds flat. Very easy. Right. Is yours as easy, Mike? Uh, yes, my, my recipe is, is just as easy, probably less theatrical than yours. Um, but I'm, it's I'm not as easy. Well, I'm hoping you can see what I've got here. I've got, I've, I've got, my, I've got yeah. my... Well, you need a big glass because you need lots of gin. And I will probably make two gins just to make sure that I make it right. So I'll is, it, is it like Blue Peter? Is there one you made earlier? No, I haven't. No, no, no. I drank that one. Oh, good, good. I, I, well, that's... You asked me what I've been doing all afternoon, and that's actually what I've been doing all afternoon, is practising for tonight and mm. the, the gin section. Drinking lots of gin for tonight. Yeah, because... Uh, well, I, I couldn't keep it for later, could I? I had, I had to drink it there and there. Could, could you next time get a bigger ice cube? Because it, I think it's difficult for the viewers to see that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe if I get another glass, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and do that a little bit slower. Is it an ice cube or just a small meteorite you happen to find on your travels? It, it is. It's well. You you may recall I spent a lot of time, like spending a lot of time in Iceland. Yeah. And yeah, Iceland yeah. is known for its volcano. Well, I should say that other supermarkets are available. Oh, gosh, yes, we'd better say that, hadn't we? Sorry. Like this one, actually. The, the place that does this stuff. Oh, um, that looks jolly good. It is. This, yep. this comes from the Waitrose Essential Gin Selection. And, and is actually a uh, citrus sherbet lazy gin. Oh, what, what's that you've got there? Berry. Uh, this is Berry Brothers and Rudd. Oh, right. London Dry Gin. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's just gin, Mike. Jolly good. 
What, yeah. Mine's sort of just gin. And if you don't mind, I'll carry on preparing. Carry on, carry on. As I'm going to make a lemon sherbet gin, I'm going to make it with some lemon. And the first thing I always do... Now, you're a whiskey drinker, aren't you, normally, Julian? I have been known. I have been known. I thought I'd join you in a gin tonight. Okay, that's an excellent idea. Excellent idea. So you know how important it is to get that bouquet from a good wine or a good whiskey. Well, you've got to get that. Exactly the same with the gin by zesting it round the top. So now the first flavours and smells that we pick up will be of that zesty lemon flavour. So I'm just going to put a few dribbles of lemon there over the ice. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. Now I know what you're expecting. Most people would expect this from me, but actually I can be quite clinical with these things. And we do have to have a particular measure. There's none of this just sloshing it in from the bottle. And a very good friend of mine gave us some of these that they prepared the other week, which are slices of orange, just sliced and dried and slightly caramelized. Mm. And they're going to pop in a tonic water. I need a tonic water bottle opener. Would you believe? They say that I'll just have a sip instead. Yeah. yeah. You're going to like this bit. Let's bring that back so you can actually see, see this. This is called a, a, a twizzle stick. And it just gently aerates the tonic mixes the tonic and the gin beautifully you, you don't think you're going into this a little bit too i don't know meticulously i beg your pardon how could you say such well, a thing well what i'm saying is that i'm halfway through my gin and russian now i think you're getting the second one i thought maths was one of your strong points you'll note that i have two gins here so where do you get the twizzle stick from down from father to son through generations. Yeah, absolutely. It was my great grandfather. This is my twizzle stick. Used it well. There we go. And there's my tipple for the evening. Oh, yeah, well, cheers. cheers. There we go. Cheers. There we go. I haven't had a gin and Russian for years. <laughs> I have to admit, I don't even know what a gin and Russian is. Uh, Russian is a is a Schweppes drink. Other fizzy drinks are available. Uh, I think it was designed to go with vodka. Back oh, in right. the back in the late seventies, they uh, they made this sort of peach flavoured fizzy drink. Right. Uh, and and they, they they made this stuff, and uh, they made it in a very uh, very pleasing sort of light pink colour to seem you know, a bit trendy. I saw it, it, in the supermarket. it matches the flowers growing out to the top of your head. It, it, it does. Yeah. And, I, and I thought, I haven't had this for about 30 years. I wonder why I've seen that. And I remember now why I haven't had it for 30 years. It's disgusting. I'm going to need to have more gin, actually. It takes, takes a bit of weight. <laughs> well, you, you can never have enough gin. I mean, there we go. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Cross. Cheers. There, there we go. Market. So what, what on earth are we going to talk about tonight? What, what's a hot topic for us to chat about, Julian? A hot topic? I was doing 
an anaesthetic today with our wonderful new anaesthetic monitor. Yes. Or, or nurse, as we call her. With her esophageal stethoscope, I hope. With an esophageal stethoscope and a capnograph. Oh, right. Okay. And she said to me, what's that trace? All right. I said, don't call me trace. I don't like it. She said, Surely. What's that? What's that, Judy? And she said, I said, well, that is the capnograph trace. And she said, could oh. you explain it? Right. Okay. I said, I said, no, but what I can do is I can chat to my mate, Mike, tonight, and he can explain how capnograph traces are read. Oh. So, Mike, any idea how capnograph traces are read? I've got no idea, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and any idea with this double gin and tonic, how long I'll be able to say capnograph traces for? Capnograph traces, capnograph yeah, traces, okay, Yes, all right, traces. okay, yep. fine. I've got something here, if I can... Find it. Hang on, Mike. That that doesn't look like uh, a capnograph trace. Are you sure? Uh, that could be something to embarrass me, couldn't it? Because Congress didn't happen, did it? It didn't. It didn't. And there are a lot of disappointed people because I usually wear some nice shirts at Congress. <laughs> and I didn't get a chance to wear any. <laughs> For those of you who aren't watching the video version of this podcast, um, I'm showing uh, a film with Julian showing off a collection of lovely shirts he was planning to wear at the BSAVA this year. <laughs> and thanks for embarrassing me on that one, Mike. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to miss out on the fashion show, check out the video version of the podcast on Facebook or YouTube. Well worth watching. And you can order all the shirts from NS online. Uh, other shirt manufacturers are available. They certainly are, and thank goodness for that. The capnograph, as you know, is detecting the amount of carbon dioxide breathed out from the patient, and it's detecting mm -hmm. that at the end of the ET tube. There are, there are two, right. two types of capnograph. I think you have a mainstream capnograph where you plug the sensor directly over the end of the ET tube. We do indeed. Believe okay. you more accurate, I believe. In patients under six kilograms, that is certainly the case. And um, I'm, we're putting together a paper with some videos to actually show the difference between a mainstream capnograph and a side stream, which I'll explain in a second, particularly on patients under six kilos. Um, most of it is not down to the patient. It's not down to the uncuffed ET tube. It's, it's simply down to the fact that we're pushing the monitor, the side stream monitor, beyond its performance capability. Mm -hmm. And the physics is that a side stream monitor is taking a gas sample away from the patient and measuring it up at the monitor. What that means is that it's drawing a gas sample away. There's a delay mm -hmm. there but it's also susceptible to the dilution effects of the fresh gas flow. So very often on a small patient, you'll see, you'll see numbers like uh, on a two kilo cat, you'll see maybe 26 millimeters of mercury CO2 for a patient breathing normally. We would Which normally is obviously much too low, isn't it? Yeah, it's much too low. You'd normally be expecting to be aiming between 35 and 45 millimeters of mercury. What I saw was the... Uh, the distance between, or the timing between two P 
peaks get closer and closer. Okay. And I'm so we put that down to the patient. The distance got closer injuries. and closer. The patient was breathing faster. Patient was breathing faster, and the CO2, the end tidal CO2, was just dropping slightly each time. Okay. Yeah. So your your patient was hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. And so each breath that that patient was carrying would be less because the presuming that the production of CO2 was constant. So you'd see something yep. along these lines here. That's it. Okay. Exactly that, except it wasn't in yellow. It wasn't in yellow. Okay. Well, no. no. I've put it, I've put it in Otherwise, yellow to make it easier. Okay. Ah, uh, right. Well, you didn't put it in yellow on our, on our machine to make it easier, did you? Oh. I'll just make a doing. note of that. I'll make a okay. note of that for the next machine. Shall I? There we go. In <laughs> yellow. Great. I think you see, until you do these little tests, you can't make improvements, can you? So, no, yeah, right. no you're absolutely right there. Mm. Lucky I'm here for you, really, isn't it? It is, really, it is. It, it's, it's lucky I'm here for you because the waveform on your monitor is actually yellow. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> the area under it isn't, though. Ah, uh, you can fill it in. Can I? Yes, you can. I'll take my yellow pen in tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know you look upon me as a real comfort at times like this. I've, I've heard you uh, refer to me as a little comfort. Yes, that's, that's or at least right. something like that. I haven't. Yes, I, I, I think I was walking out of prep room when I came to see you before the lockdown. That's that's how I referred to you. So. That, that's it. I thought so. Yeah. Yes, my hearing isn't so good these days, but I, I thought it was that. Yeah, it's something like. That. Well, let's let's quickly look at this one then. Hmm. You were talking about the CO two being low. And the respiration rate being high. So yep. if everything else is normal, you'll see that normal shaped waveform, which will be closer together because the respiration rate is increasing. And because mm -hmm. the respiration rate is higher for that particular patient, each breath will be carrying less carbon dioxide. Let's see what's happening. Hyperventilation. I presume you were up on your analgesia this morning. Uh, we decided not to give it any. We're saving a bit of money these days at the practice to make your profits count. <laughs> and you just got Marie to turn the anaesthetic up instead. I got Marie to just crank the isoflow up as high as it would go. Excellent. Uh, no, hold on. I tell a lie. No, we gave it some methadone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we ought to be careful there, Julian, because, because our sarcasm might get pulled out by one of the editors by mistake. And uh, we'll soon start receiving a mailbag full of, uh, of complaints. So <laughs> let's quickly run through this. Hyperventilation, most common, most common cause of hyperventilation is pain um, or stress on induction. If you've got a really anxious patient that hasn't responded well to their pre-med. Yeah. Um, and in fact, that was probably the case with this. It was a, a very anxious little dog, little terrier. Um, mm. We uh, we gave it, in fact, uh, as I said, some local anaesthetic. We gave it a little bit of midazolam as well, right. uh, and that, uh, that did the trick. So, I mean, so long as so long as everything else is normal, I think mean, the thing to watch out with this um, this trace is very similar to a reduction in cardiac output. If you'd had an alpha two on board, or if there were other 
triggers there to reduce cardiac output, that could have a similar effect here. Um, mm. and so what the, yeah, we didn't use an alpha two, and the blood pressure was constant throughout, so we were fairly confident it was just a hyperventilation. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fine. I mean, obviously, those are the other key vital signs to to make sure are normal. So check your level and timing of analgesia and administer more if necessary. Consider increasing the depth of anesthesia. I'd only consider it because we don't want to dump the blood pressure by whacking up the isofluorone. And obviously double checking the patient's color, vital signs, including particularly peripheral pulses and blood pressure. So now, what would I have seen if instead of hyperventilating, yep. it was hypoventilating? Hypoventilating? Okay, what you see with that is the opposite. And for anybody looking in here, this resource is freely available on Thames Medical. This week's CPD is all about capnography waveforms, all of which have been provided by Thames Medical. And for the very best CPD experience, I'd strongly recommend you watch the video version of the podcast or check out the online results centre at thamesmedical.com. Great. <sighs> well, we've clobbered that one, haven't we? I'm really rather well, enjoying what? this. Have you been using Zoom a lot during this COVID thing? Uh, I've done a couple of dozen Zoom meetings. Right. Uh, interestingly enough, I haven't worn trousers to any of them. Awesome. Stay seated. Yeah, <laughs> I will do. It's going to get up. No, no, I'll stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. It's not recording. <laughs> Recording. <laughs> so, has he not recorded any of it? I don't know. <laughs> part one was quite serious. Mm. Then we had a big time out. And part two, where we got silly with each other, we, we lost all of that. That was. Can you settle down, little dog? Otherwise, you're going to go outside. What, you want to come on the TV, do you? No, you don't. Go away. <laughs> right, so continuity error. I've replaced that, so that's... Uh, ah, well done. There we go. Oh. Bit, of, bit of bird's orange again. Yeah, might put, might put some gin in that. So what was that patient you said you saw? A thirsty ferret? Thirsty ferret. No, I, I, saw, uh, I saw a very urgent case today, actually, Mike. I saw, um, I saw an emergency nail clip. So just, just to clarify... Uh, I'm wearing fully COVID-proof veterinary PPE. Yeah, <laughs> although I, I have to say, I think I prefer your funky shirt collection. <laughs> right, I've, I've heard so of these. Emergency nail clip, so there's me. I'm ready for my emergency nail clip. Oh, right, excellent. It's, it's not over the top at all. This dog could have spat coronavirus at me at any stage. He's Well, if not the dog, then the owner, potentially. I didn't see the owner. The dog oh, walked right. by itself. The, the owner trained it uh, to, to walk in for an L clip from uh, three miles away. Excellent. Excellent. During, during lockdown. Brilliant. So hang on, go, go back to that. I, I, I noticed that you've, you're probably extending, yeah. extending these um, 
owner-free consults um, from sort of 10 minutes to to how long? Uh, that, that took 45 minutes. Right, good, okay. Uh, it was quite a, quite a complicated nail clip. About three of them were, were slightly over long. Oh. So I had to find which three. Right. And, and then and then trim them down. Right. Uh, and then, humorously enough, uh, apply some stick-tick pencil to the one that I cut too short. <laughs> Excellent. And, and so you, you, time, you time this consultation using the watch on your left wrist? Uh, that, that, that's right, yes. This, this watch here uh, yes. that I managed to get on outside the PPE. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. That's how I knew it was exactly 45 minutes. Right. Excellent. Wrongly. Right, so this presumably is like one of those Rolex diving watches, is it? Uh, it weights my arm down, so I don't keep on putting my arm up and, uh, and wiping my nose through the visor. Right, okay. It, it's, it's, it's all there. And, and you can tell, look, isn't this great? So the face shield actually has face shield written on it, so you know exactly what it's for. Excellent. I only noticed that today. It's, uh, it's quite useful, isn't it? Because you can be there thinking, now, where's my face shield? Yeah. Oh, for heaven's sake. There's this bit of clear plastic with a headband on it, but I've no idea whether that... Oh, yes. Oh, it says it. Face Excellent. shield. Oh, good. Oh, there we go. Right thing. Really That's good. It. So, what, how are your clients reacting to this, this corona thing? Uh, we've got some great clients. They've, uh, they've really got into the hang of, of social isolation. Right. Um they um until they see you this right. is the problem. They, they they stay they stay a good uh i'd say three or four meters uh away from me in the car park right uh and they have their cat basket about four feet or five feet in front of them right i look at them and they they move back another couple of feet so i can then reach down and get the cat basket and as soon as i pick it up they run towards me jabber at me grab me by the arm and say you must help me his nails are terribly overgrown not to hold <laughs> mind you mind you mrs jones has it just right mrs jones uh a lovely lovely lady and she'd actually got a face mask all oh, right i went out to the car park and she was there when we got the dog from her and as soon as i got the dog from her she said now, I'm really, really worried about him, actually, because, and I said, mask, oh, yes, because the problem is, you see, he's got, he's got the clots, and I don't know how to, yeah, all right, all right, one more, well, I won't wear that, actually, because you can't hear me with it on, and so, so I just had to um, fling a couple of pebbles at her and run off. <laughs> You see, you see some quite interesting things, don't you? With people not used to wearing PPE and the way they wear their masks. It's uh, you, you can cause more trouble with a mask than not wearing it. Uh, and in fact, there's no point in having masks anyway, as we know, unless you're trying to stop the, uh, the Hattersley effect. Viruses and masks uh, are, are non-compatible in terms of safety. Right. You know why, don't you? Well, if I just get to got a whiteboard here so th this is why this is why masks don't work so here, here i am look there's a little can you see that it's a little coronavirus there oh yeah yeah i've got your little coronavirus tucked away in the bottom left hand corner that's the one there yep. you go there's a little coronavirus 
not very good at drawing coronavirus. And there is the mesh of the mask. Right. Now you notice how the virus is what we scientists call very, very small. Yes. And the weave of the mask is what we would tend to call relatively very, very large. Yes. What can happen is every now and then the virus will bounce off one of oh. the little threads of cotton. Right. More usually, they'll, they'll go through. And, and, and what they are then is uh, a little virus with, uh, with a smiley face because it's just got through and it's got into someone's nose and has caused a bit of coronavirus, you see. So that's why masks don't tend to work. Right. Unless, unless you take into account the Hattersley effect. Okay. You know the Hattersley effect? Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this is Roy Hattersley you're referring to here. The famous this is Roy politician. Hattersley. Now, that's the one, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what Roy Hattersley's hair was like. This pretty much like that. So, now, Roy Hattersley had a habit of speaking in spittle form. So, when he spoke, he would gob <laughs> large amounts of his words in liquid form at his political opponent. Right. Uh, thereby causing them to, to pause for... Well, so they, they rub their eyes and you could then get a word in edgeways. Now, with a mask correctly fitted, there we go, ah. the Hattersley effect is stopped. And that's, that's why people should wear masks if they actually have the virus, because it'll stop them spitting. Very good. But they're no good whatsoever to stop you catching the virus uh, unless you're uh, two feet away and you want someone to stop spitting at you. I see. Okay. Interesting. Um, 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 unless... What, what's that behind you, Mike? Is, is, that a, is that a coronavirus? Sorry? Well, we've got to stay alert for these things now, because now, it's not just good enough to stay at home. We we have to be alerts, alerts. Oh, you've got to be got to be alerts. Yeah. Got to be well, alerts. What are you referring yeah. to? And you've got to get around to it as well, apparently. Uh, yeah, around to, one, it. So and, around and, to it. They're even better. But I, I just noticed you got you got a bit of you know, there's a fomite by your uh, large rectangular ice cube behind your right shoulder. I, I think it may be a it may be a coronavirus. This. That, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, Gosh. that's the coronavirus, all right. Oh, okay. Well, now that way, that, that'll get through a mask. That would. I'm going to put that to the test because I've got a mask okay. here. Hang on. Yep. All right. Let's put my mask on. Yep. That'll go through. I promise you. It'll go through that. It will. will no it? problem at all because the weave's so big. All right. Yep. Oh. It's not going through so far. It's, it's not going through, is it? No. No. Well, Hang on, I'll have to reread that virology book. Yeah, you probably uh, had it. Okay, well, ignore everything I've said. Masks work. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Great. yeah. Well, obviously got it on right. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's got a... Orthopedic you surgery. You can't cover the nose. Cause yeah, yeah. Orthopedic surgery. If you have your surgery, mask covering your nose, you can't rub your nose all the time. Yeah, that's it. But, um, just like that. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's how you wear a mask, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. That's a close-fitting mask, is it? Yeah, yeah. Wearing a mask yeah. is like wearing a pair of underpants like that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's outrageous behaviour. 
So uh, even more worrying if you get the Hattersley effect there, isn't it? <laughs> terrifying, wouldn't it? So you, you don't like coronavirus, do you? It's a nice coronavirus, that, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to the dog. There you go. Off you go, Pops. She can, she can take a coronavirus off to her bed and play with it. Has she, has she taken it? Yeah. Well, there you go. Conclusive proof. Dogs can carry coronavirus. Absolutely. She's not wearing a mask either. No? No. no dogs, dogs need to wear masks. Yeah. I reckon mm. so. Yeah, bless her. Poor thing. Yeah, bless indeed. I had a nice gin the other night. I didn't that? tell you about this. I had a nice gin. I cooked some cucumber. Now they're linked. They're linked. So cucumber. I cooked some cucumber. I fried the cucumber up right. in a bit of uh, bit of olive oil. Takes ages to do. Uh, after about twenty minutes, it starts to dry out and caramelise a little bit. I added a little bit of uh, bit of mirin, a little bit of soy sauce, and some sugar. I made a wonderful caramelised cucumber. The first stage, though, is when you cut the cucumber in half. You get a spoon and you take the centre out, that little fleshy centre. Yeah. And you liquidise it and add gin to it. Waste not, want not. Okay. It's really healthy for you. I, I've seen what cucumbers in cats, it. and I think they should be illegal. <laughs> well, you need more lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, I, did I misinterpret that? I'm generally sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Where's YouTube when you need it? So, um, Mike uh, is showing our viewers... A video of cats getting the fright of their life from cucumbers. And I have to say that I think we should mention at this point that we don't condone people frightening the life out of cats with cucumbers or indeed with anything else. Uh, absolutely. I, I agree with that, Julian. Um, although it's good fun to say that other YouTube videos of cats being scared of cucumbers are available. Very much so. I don't think any cats were actually harmed in the making of those videos. No cats were harmed. Uh, and I've been uh, afraid of cats, actually, um, masquerading as cucumbers. And I know you have a thing about cucumbers, Mike. Uh, I don't know whether that was caused by cats initially, was it? No, I think that was caused through eating cucumbers or attempting to. OK. And, and again, I should say we, we don't condone eating cats. No. Uh, or, or particularly eating cucumbers, uh, I'll be honest. Yeah. Good. Distill them. Oh yes, it. absolutely yes. You can distill them. Uh, cucumbers, not cats. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't re readers and viewers do, do not distill cats. Other drinks are available. Um, cat vodka. Very very bad way to start your day. Just just say no, kids. Say no. I take it you've not you've not seen that before. I haven't seen that. I don't know. I don't know whether to be amused or shocked that they're uh, terrifying these poor cats. But is, are they? Do they think they're snakes or something? I have no idea. No idea. That's one of the theories, I think. But um, yeah. So maybe yeah, they yeah. don't know the gin trick. Well, that's why I don't have cucumbers in my house. Very wise. Oh, I sort of wonder where we're going to take this series and and whether we should. Um, People are surely not going to tune in to, to listen to two old farts, baldy old farts, talking about nonsense. 
I'm wondering whether we should have some guests along. Well, well Radio 2 is still going strong, isn't it? You're right. <laughs> you're right. Radio 2. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. Guests. Now, guests, guests is a good idea, isn't it? But we could have a Scottish guest on, couldn't we, and compare good point. what's happening good in point, Scotland yeah. and what's happening in, the, in England and things like that. Well, nothing's happening in Scotland. They're allowed out, are they? Nothing well, at all. Well, well no, because they're doing stay yeah. at home, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They Until got the drinks finished, then they'll go out. Yeah, but they haven't got lerts. No, no, we need we need lerts. We need lerts, and we need mm. we need yeah, absolutely no, no, no. Um, okay, we'll have to we'll have to think about that and um, see if we can get a guest to join us on our on our show, delivering delivering CPD to the veterinary profession. We we are delivering CPD, aren't we? Now, have you confirmed that we are delivering CPD? Does this class a CPD? Well, so we uh, talked a bit of uh, nonsense, but, but there was some stuff in there, wasn't there? Well, we, the old we've talked, yeah, well, we've talked about your PPE and, and emergency yeah. health lips and how, yeah. how we've prepared PPE. We've, we've got coronavirus. We've had a little bit of, of capnography and anaesthesia. Mm. Um, mm. So um, I don't see why that doesn't qualify as CPD. Well, look, I, I think it does. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to do. I'm going to do a CPD certificate, so people watching this, right, uh, can download. Yep. Their very own CPD certificate. There we go. Certificate. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Okay. Great. And that, that's what you need for CPD now, isn't it? No, it's not. You um, you, you attend the lecture. Or you, yeah. you do your CPD, you may have a quiz or something like that, but isn't um, in today's newfangled world, don't you have to do pause for reflection? You do, yes. You're absolutely right, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Let, well, let's do reflection then. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. That's about it, isn't it? Oh, I'll sorry. tell you the time when I left on my PPE earlier. I haven't got any more. <sighs> yeah, don't blame you. Don't blame you. So, we'll do a reflection. What else are we going to do on our wonderful show, Julian? We could tell a joke. Well, you could tell a joke. I don't think I could tell a joke. You've probably heard it all anyway. No. You'd have heard the one about the penguin. The one about the penguin? Mm. Driving. Driving. Driving penguin. Is this you the one the penguin? He can't reach the pedals. No, no, he can. He can. He's, he's got a specially made Triumph Herald. Oh, because penguins, penguins love vintage and best room cars. Oh, love right. Them. Okay. Mm. Right. And it's a nice hot day. He's in his Triumph Herald. He... That's, that's the noise they make. Right. Little flippers. Yeah. Holding the holding the wheel. Suddenly, there's a <laughs> the car grinds, car grinds to a halt. And uh, he phones the phones the AA. Okay. Right. The car's broken down. Well, I think they arrive very quickly because you know a lone penguin yep. ticks all the boxes. They're there pretty quickly. And uh, the guy says, "Well, it's a very smart car for a penguin." And um, I'll uh, I'll have a go at this. We normally turn back to the garage, but I happen to like these these old cars. I'll, I'll have a little look at it. Uh, I'll be about half an hour or so. You might want to wander off to get a drink or something. Right. The penguin says, "Yeah, I will." Very hot, very hot. Uh, I'll go. Oh, there's a there's a there's a shop up the road. I passed it. I'll, I'll go and get something to eat. Oh, 
He buys an ice cream. He wanders back slowly. Give me an ice cream. Very messy eater thing, really. He gets back to the car. And the mechanic says to him, looks like you've blown the seal. He said, no, no, it's just ice cream. What's wrong with my car? I think I think on that note, Julian. <laughs> should, should we sign off? Let's let's just sign off, and may your dog go with you. May your dog go with you, mate. <laughs> you take care, Julian. Take care. And you might be alert, mm. or be several. Be alert. <laughs> and cut. Cut. <laughs> I forgot to do my cartoon. Oh, no. Never mind. We'll do that next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. Mm. That's great.